lift your right hands to heaven. Father, we rejoice and we thank you for the privilege of coming before your word humbly tonight. We come respectfully and we come with gratitude in our hearts. Revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. I decree that your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you for answered prayer and thank you for the blessing upon this service tonight. In Jesus' precious name and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service all over the world this evening. We want to rejoice with all of you connected by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community and all of the radio audience. We're so glad to welcome all of you. Help me call somebody, a friend in Akwaiba Maxim to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, like we've always done, let's get this word to the ends of the earth. People are looking to hear what God is saying for the year 2022. People are looking for direction. Get somebody to hook up, share the videos, put them on LinkedIn, put them on Telegram, put them on WhatsApp groups. Let's flood the earth with the truth of Jesus Christ. All our campuses are so glad to welcome all of you to the service all over the world. What a joy to have everybody in the service tonight. Are we excited to be in the house this night? Can we shout a powerful glory? Grab your pen, your Bible, your notebook, and your phones. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of God tonight. <clears throat> Do me the favor you've always done. Help me share the video uh, on your various pages, on your phones, on the social media, wherever you have, you know, uh, where you, you have presence on social media. Help me share the video. Let's get the word around. Praise God. Alright, tonight I'm looking at concerning leadings and perceptions, a continuation of what we've been teaching from the month of August. Concerning leadings and perceptions. Romans chapter 8 verse number 14 to 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Next verse. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again. The word again we saw last Sunday is the word further. The spirit of bondage further to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. Next verse. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. An important factor in the epistles is the term, the spirit. The spirit. If you observe, when Jesus was leaving the earth, in John chapter 14, chapter 15, and chapter 16, that was the place in the scripture where you will see Jesus being definite about what will come to us, or what will come upon us, upon his resurrection. Now, 
if you observe in those three chapters, particularly the focus is on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. They focus on that. And when he was talking about that, even in chapter 17 of John, Jesus said, the glory you gave to me, I have given them. And of course, when he was talking about the glory, he was referring to the Spirit. Now, in that Romans chapter 8, if you look at the pretext, Romans chapter 8 verse 2, so that you understand and to help the sister who asked the question, Romans chapter 8 from verse 1 actually, for there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are where in Christ Jesus. So the people he is addressing in chapter 8 are those who are already in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? To be in Christ Jesus means to be born of the Spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So to be born of the Spirit is what we mean by being in the Spirit. You know, Jesus speaking also, I mean Peter speaking also. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 23, he says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. We are born again of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. To be born of the word of God is to be born of the spirit or to be born again. When you are born of the spirit, you are now spirit. That which is born of spirit is spirit. When you are born of spirit, you are spirit. And because you are spirit, it is the same term for in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So to be born again is to be a new creature or to be in Christ. Now the moment Christ comes into your heart, you are now one with Christ. You are now one with Christ. Alright? So that's what brother Paul was talking to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation, no guilt, no judgment, no wrath to them which are in Christ Jesus. Next verse. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ. If any man be in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So to be in Christ is to be in the spirit. He has set me free. So which means freedom in Christ is in the spirit of life. Freedom in Christ is in the spirit of life. If you look at that Romans chapter 8 verse number, number 8. Romans chapter 8 verse number 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Next verse. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. 
Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So you are his because you have the spirit of Christ. Having the spirit of Christ means you are in Christ. You are in Christ. Please stay with me. Then look at the same Romans chapter 8 verse 10. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life. The spirit is life because of righteousness. So the spirit that is in you is the life of God in you. The spirit that is in you is the life of God in you. Then the next verse says, now if the spirit, verse 11, if the spirit, Romans 8, 11, of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. Because the spirit is life, so the spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. Your, the spirit will rejuvenate your mortal bodies. Then in verse 14, he now says, For as many as are led by the spirit, you are in Christ. You are in the spirit, so you are born. The word led is the word ago, A-G-O. It means to, bo to be born or to be carried. As many as are carried by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So the emphasis is so much of the spirit. So much of the spirit. So when we say in Christ, we also mean in the spirit. In the spirit. Or when we say in the spirit, we also mean in Christ. Those words can be used interchangeably. So when he says in Romans 8.14, he says as many as are led by the spirit. Even though we know that text doesn't refer to guidance alone, but it includes guidance because we have the spirit witness. We are the children of God. The spirit bearded witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. <clears throat> we said the word witness is the word somaterio in the Greek. Som, somaterio. The word son means together with. Materio means an evidence. That means the same kind of evidence. Now, remember, we also established that that means, therefore, what is in the spirit of God is in our spirit. Which means the spirit of God is our spirit or our spirit is the spirit of God. There are no two spirits. It's one spirit because you are born of God. See, when you are born of your father, your father's DNA is in you. You and your father don't have two different DNAs. It's the same one DNA. Every child of God is born of the spirit. So all of us have one spirit. Every child of God has one spirit. The same spirit in me is the same spirit in you. Is the same spirit in her. Is the same spirit in him. One spirit. Same spirit. Are we still here? Look at the way brother Paul will put you to the church at Ephesus. 
in Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 5. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 6. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you. The same Father in you is the same Father in me and the Father is in you by His Spirit. One Father, all of us have one Father and He is in us. So the same Father in me is the same Father in you is the same father in the believer in America right now. Is the same father in the believer in Australia. That's why all of us are one spirit. We are members of one body. Look at verse 4 of that same Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4. There is one body and one spirit. The child of God doesn't have two spirits. We have one spirit even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One spirit. <clears throat> are you still here? One spirit. That means you will not find a difference. You will not find a distinction. You will not find a distinguishing between what is in the, in, in, in the spirit of God and what is in our spirit. It is one spirit, somatario. The spirit bears witness with our spirit, which means the spirit is our spirit. The spirit is our spirit, which means the spirit of sons is the life or the DNA of the believer. Is it clear? Is it clear? Is the life or the DNA of the believer. Now we have so far said so much about guidance through the gates of the spirit. Now we want to see how the spirit functions. Remember we have said that the word witness is an active term. Active term. The word son material. For those of you making notes is S-U-N- M-A-T-E-R-E-U-O Son Matherio It means to voice out It means to give credible evidence It means to witness of or to witness to To witness of or to witness to Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 Please stay with me 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. There is a presupposition there, the word by. When you have the word by his spirit, what will first of all come to your mind is by his spirit, which spirit? The spirit of God. By his spirit, by the spirit of God, 
which is your spirit his spirit the spirit of god which is your spirit <clears throat> if you say that it shows that the spirit of god is your spirit but if what you are thinking of as a layman will be god reveals it to your spirit by his spirit if that's your thinking if that's your thinking as a layman that god reveals it to your spirit by his spirit it shows that his spirit is not your spirit because for god by his spirit to be revealing to your spirit it means there are two spirits so god's spirit is tutoring your own spirit but that's not what he's saying there that's not what he's saying there because that will contradict brother paul's submission look at first corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 brother paul's submission first corinthians 6 17 but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. How many of you are joined unto the Lord? Are you joined unto the Lord? So he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. What's happening to our sound? He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I'm waiting for whoever is on that sound. Somebody has just tampered with my sound. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. That means we are one spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4. I still need that sound fixed quickly. Ernest, find out what's happening with the deacon and his people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. But the same spirit different gifts but the same spirit are you still here first corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 it is the same spirit but all these work at that one and the self same spirit self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills the same spirit so, that submission will be faulty if it is the Spirit of God revealing to our spirit. Because that, that wouldn't be the same spirit. That wouldn't be one spirit. So, the pre presupposition thereby in the Greek is it can be from or in or of. From in or off. So we said God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Now what if we use God has revealed them to us in his spirit. In his spirit. You know we can do a little bit of Bible translation right? Because we have the Greek and we, you know, okay. So, let's see whether that can help. Because we too can add a bit of translation. Reveal them unto us by his spirit or 
in his spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 now. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit, watch, for this spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Next verse. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Hmm. So, he knows the things of that man. It's not like the man is telling him things. The spirit of a man in the man knows the things of the man. Without the man telling the spirit anything. He knows. The word knows means to recognize. That's a key word and we will get there shortly. To recognize. So, he recognizes the things of a man or he gives recognition to the things of the man. Look at that First Corinthians 2.11 again. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. But the Spirit of God. So you see that he discusses two personalities. The spirit of man which knows the things of the man and the spirit of God which knows the things of God. We have been given the spirit of God that we may know. Oh Jesus. We have been given the spirit of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So the spirit of God in me knows everything that has been freely given to me of God. The spirit of God in me is not going to know. The spirit of God in me knows everything that has been freely given to me of God. Now, <clears throat> so we have been given the Spirit. There's a verse there, and the minute you don't pay attention to that verse, or you read that verse in isolation, you will lose everything he's saying. Look at verse 10, 11, and 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 10, 11, and 12. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. But the spirit of God. Next verse. Verse 12. Now, we have received. We have received. We are not going to receive. 
we have. When I say you have, do you have? We have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God. So question, is the spirit of God your spirit? Yes, but the spirit which is of God that we might know. Do we know? Do we know right now? We know how? By the spirit. Which spirit? The spirit of God which is my spirit. Why have we received the spirit of God that we might know I know. I know. I'm not confused about the future. I don't need a prophet to tell me about the future. I know. I have the spirit of God as my DNA and I know the things that are freely given to me of God. <clears throat> now, please stay with me because this is very serious. The things that are freely given to us of God. Now, before we get to verse 10, he was talking about knowing from verse 8. Look at verse 8. <clears throat> verse 8 which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory the princes of this world were they men yes in fact they are still men that means the princes of this world will be what he's saying is what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him. So the princes of this world will know the things of this world. So it's about knowing. Knowing. They will recognize and function in that which belongs to man. The princes of this world. Then he now says, but as it is written, how did the princes of this world know the things of this world? Or how do the princes of this world know the things of this world? what they see and by what they hear. Because verse 9, after he says if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. He now explains how they know what they know. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard because the only way men know things is by what they see and what they hear. I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. 
Simple Bible interpretation now tells you that what he's talking about is the heart of man. Because the way the heart of man knows is by seeing and hearing. So, where do you know it? You know it in the heart. The heart, kadia, in that context, is the mind. The mind. The mind. The mind of man. So the doorway to your thinking is your eyes and ears. When you see something, you start thinking. When you hear something, you start thinking. Because if you remove verse 10, the whole logical conclusion doesn't make sense of that chapter. Now, let me take away verse 9 and read verse 8 and 10. Give me verse 8, then you jump to verse 10. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 10. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. Huh? Huh? But God had revealed them to us by his spirit. If you take verse 9 away, it doesn't flow. Because it's like it said something and jumped to another thing. So verse 9 is the connection with that flow. Because verse 10 explains the kind of knowledge he's talking about. The knowledge of man and the knowledge of God. Two kinds of people. Now he says he understands not the things of God, the natural man. So he's talking about understanding. That we might know. The mind might know. The things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. That is, the mind of man cannot comprehend the things of God, but by the Spirit of God. So settle it in your mind that when he's talking about the heart, he's talking about the mind. In this context. Eyes have not seen nor ear heard. And we said information gets to your mind. By what you see and what you hear. Then we will see a bit later. That that is why your mind only understands tongues. By what is spoken. Your mind cannot understand tongues by hearing tongues. It is when tongues are interpreted that the mind can understand. When you start speaking in tongues, the mind is thrown into a state of barbarianism. If there's English like that. The mind becomes a barbarian. That's why I say, he that speaketh in tongues, his mind is unfruitful. The mind is unproductive until you say the tongues in, an, in a known language. 
when the when the tongues are interpreted that is when the information enters the mind so the mind will function by words w o r d s the mind will function by words what you hear by what you say what you hear by what you say you know he didn't say that the mouth has not spoken he says eyes have not seen so information does not come to your mind but through your ears and your eyes so when you interpret tongues what are you doing you are speaking through your ears when you interpret tongues you are speaking through your ears or your eyes how does it get to your mind by what you say so we said the mind of man is where the issue is neither has it entered in verse 9 of 1st corinthians chapter 2 that word entered, you know when you came to church tonight, you entered the building through a door. Is that true? Is there anybody that entered through the window? <laughs> or is there anybody that fell from the roof? Everybody came through the system that has been set in place to grant you access, which is the door. And that is the legal way to enter. Alright? Are you still here? Now, but here, when he said enter the heart of mine, He's using a stronger word than that enter, like you enter the church. It's actually the Greek word anabino. Anabino refers to climbing a stair to attain. Climbing a stair to attain. It's used 22 times in the Greek, which means that elevates the mind beyond the eyes and the ears. It elevates the mind beyond the eyes and the ears. That means information attains to the mind through the eyes and the ears. Information attains to the mind through the eyes and the ears. So again, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered... The right way it will be, neither has it ascended up to the heart of man. Neither has it ascended up to the heart of man, the things. The things. That word, the things, is the Greek word panta. Panta. Which means those things. Not the things ambiguous, but these things specific. These things neither have entered into the heart of man. These things which God had prepared for them that love him. There are things God has prepared for you. There are things God has prepared for you. Amen. Now, but those things are specific. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. 
Teaching good? But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now let's start from verse 6 so you get the picture. In verse 6 he calls it the wisdom. The wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, 6. The wisdom. Habit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom. Yet not the wisdom. That's verse 6. The wisdom. Verse 7. The wisdom of God hidden. The wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. The wisdom of God hidden. In verse 9. The wisdom of God is called the things God has prepared for those that love him. He now explains the wisdom, the wisdom of God hidden as the things he has prepared for those that love him. Then verse 10, he calls it the deep things of God. The deep things of God. Verse 11, he calls it the things of God knows no man. Then verse 12, he now says the things that are freely given of God. Then in verse 13, he now says spiritual things. Teaching good? Verse 13, he now calls it what? spiritual things. Then verse 14, he now calls them the things of the spirit of God. Then verse 16, he now calls it the mind of the Lord. Did you see the graduation of thought? This is not a night to come to church and sleep. You should have slept in your house. Your bed is better. And if it's to shout happy new year, you just open your door, go to the street, there are people blowing knockout. You guys can shout happy new year there. You came here because you want to understand the things of the spirit. Because life is spiritual. Life is not 2 plus 2 equals to 4. There are dimensions of the spirit you must understand. If not, they will keep doing you tinini tanana. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. I say, why is the man doing like this? He's giving us lecture. Yes, this is a school. It's power school. If some of you are expecting me to shout, in the Egyptians you saw yesterday, you will see them again no more. I'm saying it so that you know that I know all that nonsense. But here there are no Egyptians. We have received the spirit that is of God that we may know the things that are freely given to us. God is not going to do anything for you. In 2022, there is nothing God will do for you. Everything God will do, he has already done. It is your job to find out. I'm not one of those pastors that will promise you nonsense. I'm telling you the truth. God is not going to do anything for you. He has already done it. We didn't come here to be shouting, Amen! 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 Uh -uh. 
we came here to uncover the things that God has done so we can walk in them. Somebody say, I hear you. So you better follow me, Jeje Kule. Zekolamana. Those witches that have been pursuing you, what are you waiting for? Not here. Not here. <laughs> None of those here. Glory to God. I'm teaching good. None of those here. You better hear this lecture. This is it. In the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the months to come, it will get darker with the world. The world will lose more and more solutions. The world will function with much more of trials and error. And their error will become more obvious than it has ever been. Because everything that man has held onto as a God will fail. There's darkness on the horizon. But you have light. And you need light to navigate through darkness. You have light. When the world is confused, you have solution. So you walk in the light. You stay in the light. Light and darkness never fights, you see. The appearance of light is the exit of darkness. There has never been a fight between light and darkness. No. A man with light does not fight darkness. Any man you see fighting darkness is light deficient. The cheapest solution to darkness is the introduction of light. When light comes, automatically darkness exits. Any fight between man and darkness is light deficiency. But you have the light. You don't only have the light. You are the light of the world. So you shine this light. Say I will shine the light. Say it very loud. I will shine the light. In the midst of darkness. I have the light. Jesus is the light. He lives in me. And his word. Educates my mind. To walk in that reality. Glory to God. We have the mind of Christ. Look at the graduation again. He calls it the wisdom. He calls it in verse 7, the wisdom of God hidden. He calls it in verse 9, the wisdom of God as the things he has prepared for those who love him. Then in verse 10, he calls it the deep things of God. In verse 11, he calls it the things of God knows no man. 
in verse 12, he says the things that are freely given to us of God. In verse 13, he calls them spiritual things. In verse 14, he calls them the things of the Spirit of God. In verse 16, he now calls it the mind of the Lord. So, if you are going to say the things, you will call it these things. It's like saying all these things work together for good. The word panta in the Greek. All these things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. He didn't say all things work together. No. It can be all things. Sickness doesn't work together for good. Poverty doesn't work together for good. All these things. And that statement is not ambiguous. That statement is contextual. It's Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Look at it. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For whom he did start from verse 28 for pretext. Romans 8 28. And we know that all things and it is panta. All these things, all these things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. What are these things that work together for good? Next verse now will break it down. For those 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Next verse. For moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Next verse. Oh, glory to God. Next verse. What shall we then say to these things? Which things? Foreknowledge, predestination, called, justified, glorified. All these things work together for my good. What things? Foreknowledge, predestination, call, justification, glorification. They work together for my good in the salvation plan of God. So what shall we say to these things? Which things? Foreknowledge, predestination, call, justification, and glorification. If God be for us, how do I know that God is for me? He foreknew me, he predestinated me, he called me, he justified me, he glorified me. Based on this, who can be against me? Am I teaching good? So, it is contextual. We know that all these things, which things? Foreknowledge, predestination, call, justification, glorification, they work together for my good. And if God be for me, how is God be for me? He foreknew me ahead of time based on his foreknowledge of me before I was born. He predestinated me. Based on his predest, he prepared destiny for me ahead of time. Based 
based on that destiny, he called me. And based on his calling for me, he has justified me. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. And based on the fact that I am justified by Jesus, I am glorified. He has called us to glory and to virtue. Based on this, God is for me. Based on this, nobody can be against me. That plan of God for me took care of those against me. Before they could plan to be against me, before they were born, before those things took effect, God foreknew. And based on his foreknowledge, he predestinated. Based on his predestination, he has called me. And because I am called, I am justified. And because I am justified, I am glorified. God is for me. Is God for you? If God is for you, wave your hand and shout, God is for me. Nobody can be against me. Can I have that amen like thunder? Now sit down, let's move a bit more. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Then look at verse 31. I mean verse 32. He that spared not his son. That is how God is for me. He is for me in the sense that he spared not his own son. But delivered him for us, up for us all. How shall he not with him? also freely give us all things. What are the all things? Foreknowledge, predestination, call, justification, glorification. So when you say, how shall he not freely give us all things? Don't think of car, house, money. You are out of context. Because that's what many people are looking for in churches tonight. You will buy a car. You will finish your house. That house you started. You will finish it. What about the unbeliever, the armed robber that nobody is praying for, but they will build four houses next year? God forbid that I'll be praying for what an unbeliever gets without prayer. Me and the unbeliever, who should pray? I don't need to pray for a car. I don't need to pray for a house. No. Why did I go to school? Why did I go to school? Why did I read the course I read in school? Why did I learn skills? Why? I learned them so I can get to the marketplace and beat my opponents hands down. Plus, I have the help of the Holy Spirit to give me direction. So I don't need to be praying for kind house. Those are given. If I don't buy it now, I'll buy it someday. But those are given. And those are not my priority. My priority is what I have in Christ. My riches in Christ that are incorruptible, undefiled, that faded not away, reserved for me in heaven. When you buy a car, the moment you leave the car showroom, it has started losing value. But what you have in Christ cannot lose value. It is incorrupt. I am no makata. Stock exchange does not affect it. They are called true riches. That's the true wealth. The riches of his grace. 
Am I teaching good? That's what matters. You can buy a car now, it has accident tomorrow and it's written off. But it is these riches you have that keeps you in spite of and irrespective of. Car or no car, it doesn't define who you are. Because riches don't last. They come and they go. But what you have in Christ is permanent. It shall be permanent. It shall be permanent. What the Lord has done for me. It shall be permanent. You know they sing that song in every church. Is that true? Why are you answering me suspiciously? (laughs) Do they sing that song in every church? Let's sing it one more time. It shall be it shall be what the Lord has done for me. It shall be permanent. Then after they sing it, they now say you will lose salvation. After they sing it shall be permanent. What the Lord has done shall be permanent. They now say you lose salvation every day. Okay, so who has done salvation? Is it the Lord or yourself? So if salvation is not permanent, then what shall be permanent? No, it's a question. If salvation is not permanent, then what is permanent? Is it car? Is it money? Is it house? So what shall be permanent? Being confident of this very thing. That he that has started this good work in you shall be faithful to finish it. He is the author and the finisher of faith. I feel like I'm preaching right now. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout I am saved eternally, permanently, and forever. Now shout it better. I can never lose it. Please sit down if you can. Zeko de gege. I give unto you eternal life. And you shall never lose it. No, wait, wait, wait. Amplified, amplified, amplified. John chapter 10 verse 28. Amplified, amplified. It shall be. It shall be. John 10, 28, amplified. Put it on the screen. What the Lord. It shall be. I'm waiting for these studio people. John 10, 28. Glory. John 10, 28. Is there no John 10? John 10, 28. NS, Dami, Edika, all of you gather. I need John 10, 28. Is it on the screen? Whoever is doing this thing in the studio, I will discipline you as your New Year gift. Immediately I leave this pulpit, you are in trouble with me. Can we all read together? Everybody want to go. And I give unto them and they shall never neither shall any man wait, give me amplified. I need amplified. If you don't have amplified, you are in trouble. 
Anybody with amplified, amplified has it, they shall never lose it. You have it? Amplified. Jesus answered them. Wait, wait, wait. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never lose it. They shall never what? It shall be permanent. What a Lord. They shall never lose it. So that song is for salvation. Even those of them that say they can lose salvation, when they sing that song, they are canceling what they are saying. Because the only thing that God will do that will be permanent will be salvation. Car cannot be permanent. No matter the brand of the car. Money cannot be permanent. Dollar and Naira are fighting every day and Dollar is beating Naira, beating Naira, beating Naira. It is not permanent. Shoe cannot be permanent. Clothes cannot be permanent. Food cannot be permanent. Once you eat, you go to the toilet. It's not permanent. The only thing that is permanent, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never lose it. Somebody shout everlasting life. What's the meaning of everlasting? Eh? Titi lai lai. Titi lai lai. I will praise him. Titi lai lai. Titi lai lai. Don't be so. Titi lai lai means titi 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 lai lai. Lie, 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 lie. Forever and ever and ever. Who want a slap for New Year? Let him be waiting. <laughs> How can you start New Year with a slap from your pastor? In, in, if or not at all. So let's read together. Everybody want to go. And I give them. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. They shall. Is he in the Bible? Say, Dr. Damina, you said a man cannot lose salvation. I didn't say. What said you shall never lose it? He shall be. <laughs> Glory. If God be for us, he that spared not his son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not? With him also, freely. What are those things? Foreknowledge, predestination, call, justification, glorification. Somebody get him blessed. Shout hallelujah. Now, mm, 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 stay, let's push a little more. So he has explained how God is for us. One of the dangers of the grace message, and this is for those who are fanatical grace preachers or those who, who want to preach grace but don't want to learn very well. 
One of the dangers of the grace message is its identification with the materialistic gospel. So many of these so-called grace preachers are just rebranded law preachers with drops of grace here and there. Because when you say you're preaching grace and you're still doing materialism and you're still pushing the prosperity stuff, it destroys the whole grace. It destroys the whole grace. The grace of God is what God has done to free man from sin and unite man with himself. It's not grace for travel. Grace for marriage. You don't need grace to marry. Even if you're as ugly as Ugliana, you don't need grace to marry. It's not every handsome person that gets married. There are ugly people that their mouth is very beautiful. If they handle a woman, she will say yes before she gets home. So you don't need grace to marry. You don't need grace to travel. You, don't, you just need transport. <laughs> is it not true? Eh? Is it not true? Once you have transport, what is next? You travel. So there's nothing like grace to travel. Grace for marriage. Grace to go through 2022. What about unbelievers who don't have that grace and they're going to go through the year buying a lot of new things? The grace of our Lord Jesus is that Jesus was rich. For your sake, he became poor. Poor how? He left his glory and became a man. That's the poverty. The poverty is that he left his throne as God and took on humanity. That's the poverty. That you who is a human who does not know anything that has to do with God can also be elevated to share in his glory. The grace of God is what God has done by coming to my level to take me to his level. Somebody shout, that's grace. It's not traveling something. It's not grace for business. People have been doing business without grace before grace ever came. Before Jesus came, businessmen have been making money. People have controlled wealth before Jesus came. He didn't come to give us money. He didn't come to give us wealth. He came to give us what no man can afford. All have sinned. All must die. The wages of sin is dead. So Jesus came because nobody could save himself and die to pay sin and took care of sin that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the grace of God. That's why Peter will say the grace of God that bringeth salvation. So what does grace bring? Salvation, not wife. He didn't say the grace of God that bringeth car. Eh -eh. The grace of God can only be seen within the framework of salvation. Salvation has appeared unto all men. Paul will say, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. What will it do? It will build you up 
and give you an inheritance among the sanctified. What inheritance? Salvation. Salvation is the inheritance. What is an inheritance? What somebody did and left for you to inherit. What is salvation? What Jesus has done and has provided for us to inherit. So today, I don't have to die. I believe in Jesus. My sins are forgiven. I believe in Jesus. His life becomes my life. I believe in Jesus. His spirit becomes my spirit. So the spirit of God seals the work of salvation. Therefore, the spirit of God becomes my inheritance. That's what grace provides. That's what grace provides. Grace provides the forgiveness of sins. That your sins are eternally forgiven. They are eternally forgiven. It's not because you are a good person. It's not because you are a bad person. The badder you are, the better. Grace likes bad boys and bad girls. Because the only thing that can help a bad boy to become a good boy is the grace of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Grace found me. It saved me. So grace can only be seen within the framework of salvation. Nothing like grace for business. You just need good, good smart head to do good business. You don't need grace for business. Jesus didn't die for business. People are doing business before Jesus died. He died for what man cannot provide. The forgiveness of sins. The assurance of salvation. The guarantee and guarantor of salvation. Jesus the sotar of salvation. Glory to God. I'm preaching good this morning, this night, whatever the time is. Jesus is not a means to an end. Jesus is not a means to an end. Jesus is the end itself. We don't use Jesus to get things. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That gospel that tells you, if you have a problem, come to Jesus. If you have a problem, that gospel is a deception. It's a deception. Jesus is not a means we don't use Jesus to get things. Jesus is the end. John 1.45 Philip findeth Nathaniel and said to Nathaniel, We have found him. We didn't come for it. I don't need a breakthrough. My breakthrough is Jesus. He's in my life. I'm not looking for stuff. I'm looking for him. When you find him, that is ultimate satisfaction. Jesus told the woman, he said, the water you drink, you will thirst. 
But when I give you water, the water that I give you, when you drink, you never thirst again. When you find Christ, the vacuum in your heart is filled. Nothing can be fulfilling and satisfying like the knowledge of Christ. We have found him. Glory to God. I said we have found him. I said we have found him. So Jesus is not a means to get something. We have gotten it. We have it already. God is not going to. He has already done. And these things are things of the spirit. They are things of the spirit of God. So when he says the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Then he said those things are the things of the spirit of God. They are the things of the spirit of God. So whatever God has freely given to us are the things of the spirit of God. In verse 10 of that 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10, not verse 1. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God has revealed them to us. The word revealed is the word apocalyptos. Apocalyptos in the Greek is A-P-O, apo. Kaluptos, K-A-L-U-P-T-O-S, Apocalyptus, where you have the word Apocalypsis, Apocalypsis, Apocalypsis means revelation, Apocalypsis is a noun, Apocalyptus is a verb or an adverb, it means to uncover or to bring to light, to uncover or to bring to light. And clearly, what needs light is the mind of man. What needs light is the mind of man. Because your spirit is the spirit of God. So what needs light is the mind of man. The mind. So God had revealed them to us in his spirit. Remember? In his spirit, by his spirit, in his spirit. So, it will be the work of the spirit to uncover to our minds. Remember I told you that the spirit mentors the mind. You remember that? The spirit is the father of the mind. The spirit tutors the mind. Okay? So, the spirit in me uncovers to my mind. That means if these things are the things of the spirit of God, to uncover will mean there will be an unveiling of the spirit of God to the mind of man. An unveiling of the spirit of God to the mind of man. So we begin to uncover. 
which is the word revealed. Now, the word revealed is different from the word phenoresis. There is apocalypsis, apocalyptos, and there is phenoresis. They are not the same. They are not the same. Phenoresis means to be naked. Is the word manifestation. Manifestation is once. But revelation is progressive. So apocalypsis is progressive light. Phenoresis is manifestation. It means to keep it bare. Or to keep it naked. And it happens instant. So reveal can be gradual. Manifestation is once. But let me give you a caveat here. Because sometimes it doesn't apply like that. No matter the Greek and the Hebrew words. No matter how much they differ. They still have to be looked at within context. Context is the father of this thing. Because it's a contextual material. It is only valid because the context says so. So in this context, it agrees with a gradual progressive unveiling. Because he says the things which the spirit teaches. So when you say the spirit is teaching something, it means it is progressive. The day you went to school is not the day you graduated. Because it's gradual. Teaching is gradual. You matriculate, then you go in semesters. In semesters. Till you finish all your coursework. And then you write your exams and pass. Then you graduate. If you fail, you carry forward. Which elongates your time in school. Except you're going to use jumpology to cover the things that... Uh, You know jumpology? It's Dr. Gabriel that told me about jumpology. <laughs> I didn't know there was a course like that. Jumpology is among the elective courses. Jumpology. They go to the field and just jump. And then they give them marks to make up. Jumpology. Why are you laughing? You two you have never heard it. Ask Dr. Gabriel. He brought that revelation. You think it's easy to jump? Eh? You think it's easy? 50 at one time. It's not easy now. Something goes into it. That's why they give you marks. Because you have done something. Last, last. At all, at all. Now no good. <laughs> Jumpology now something. <laughs> Please, if you're doing it, don't, be, don't feel bad. We're not laughing at you. It's just the discovery that is funny. Teaching takes time. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> That's a good way to finish the, the year by with laughter, right? Glory to God. Jumpology, don't forget it. <laughs> so now, there are two things we see here, two ways. The spirit knows and the spirit does not know. That's what we saw. The spirit knows and the spirit does not know. The spirit knows in the sense that it has recognition. It has recognition. 
it is conversant with. But the spirit does not know by teaching. The spirit of God does not know by teaching. Oh, 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 oh. The spirit of God does not know by teaching. As we are teaching now, we are not teaching the spirit. We are rather unveiling the deep things of the spirit to your mindset. What we are doing here now is we are taking what is already known in your spirit and schooling your mind. So your mind and your spirit will agree on your realities so that you can walk in it. So what we are doing now is we are taking what you already know to teach your mind. See, that's why those of you that are born again, as you hear me teach, your spirit is rejoicing. There's a witness because your spirit is saying, yes, exactly what I want the mind in this body to understand. There's a witness. Because, listen, the spirit in me teaching you now is the spirit in you teaching your mind so the spirit in you and the spirit in me is the same. And it is the same spirit that wrote the Bible. So the spirit that wrote the Bible is the spirit in me, is the spirit in you. So together with the spirit in you and in me and the spirit that wrote the Bible as one, we are bombarding your mind so that your mind can be illuminated to walk in the light that is in your spirit. Am I teaching? Yes. Thank you, Lord. So look at the word no as a roundup. Are you blessed? Brother Paul kept using the word no. If they had known, then verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The word no is the Greek word ginosko. Ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Ginosko, and it has varied meanings. Ginosko has varied meanings. If you are used to reading dictionaries, you may run to a conclusion that is not Bible conclusion here. So you have to stay in context. In context, the very root word, the core meaning of the word Ginosko is more explained in Luke one thirty-four, Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Let's do some exegesis. Luke 1 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not. That is, all Greek scholars, all Greek scholars agree that this is the clearest meaning of the word ginosko, which is where Mary said, How shall this thing be, seeing that I know not a man? 
which means sexual intimacy. What Mary is saying is, I have not experienced a man. She is not saying, I don't know men. She is saying, I've not experienced a man. So, ginosko is experiential knowledge. Experiential knowledge. You know, we have another one, epignosis. Epignosis is not experiential. Epignosis is accurate, precise knowledge. Ginosko is experiential knowledge. G-I-N-O-S-K-O. Ginosko. That is, it is the experience of the object in question. It is used for intimacy. So when we say the things of God, we are referring to that experience of the Spirit of God. Not just knowledge, but experience. So what we are referring to is in the Spirit of God. So whatever we are talking about is in the Spirit of God. So whatever is freely given to us is in the Spirit of God. So instead of using by the spirit, we use in the spirit. The things in the spirit. Notice the word things is in plural. Things. These things. Which he now called mysteries. So these things, he calls these things mysteries. The word mysteries is the Greek word musterion. Musterion, M-U-S-T-E-R-I-O-N, Musterion, because that word wisdom is Sophia, Sophia, the wisdom, Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, Sophia, which is inside, inside. So the Spirit of God has the experience of God. However, that we might know which refers to the mind or what you can call the heart of man. For example, the Pauline prayer in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now look at the prayer very well. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wisdom any Bible scholar should question what I just read. And those of you who have been listening to me carefully this evening should be questioning what I'm reading right now. <laughs> Are you still there? Let's read together, everybody, like a mass choir, very, very loud, clean, clear. Want to go Ephesians one seventeen? Let's go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? And where? Why should you question it? May give unto you what? Why are you questioning it? Because. You already have the spirit. 
And the spirit is the spirit of who? Which is? So you already have the spirit. That's why you should question this. So which means what he's saying here is not what you're thinking. <laughs> which means what brother Paul is praying for here is not what you're thinking. Now observe so that you understand what he's saying. Next verse. Let's read together verse 18 everybody. Want to go the eyes of your understanding where is understanding mine so the spirit of wisdom means your mind not your spirit he's not dealing with your spirit he's dealing with your mind the spirit of your mind See, that's why in Bible teaching we take time. The eyes of your understanding. So, is he giving the spirit to the mind? No. Back up a bit and see the spirit of wisdom. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings. You know, sometimes when you hear preachers, they will tell you, you know, all the blessings are in the spirit. You have to convert them from the spirit to the physical. Yeah, you have to transfer them. All these blessings are spiritual, but you have to convert them from the spiritual to the natural. That's an unlearned pastor. Unschooled pastor. That's a case of the blind leading the blind. You don't convert spiritual things to physical. The blessings are spiritual. And you don't convert them. They are spiritual. And the man that is born of God is a spirit. So he enjoys spiritual blessings in the spirit where he lives all the time. There's no conversion. The riches are spiritual. Blessed with all, not some. Which means, spiritual means from the spirit or of the spirit. So the blessings are of the spirit or the blessings are from the spirit. And it tells you what the blessings are quickly. So you know they are not things you transfer. They are not things you convert. Now let me give you a simple, simple analysis that will help you. Anything that an unbeliever can access is not spiritual blessing. Is it clear? An unbeliever can access a car. So car is not spiritual blessing. An unbeliever can access a wife. Wife is not spiritual blessing. An unbeliever can have children. Children are not spiritual blessing. An unbeliever can have money. Money is not spiritual blessing. An unbeliever can be a president. Being a president or governor is not spiritual blessing. Anything an unbeliever can access is not the blessings in Christ. The blessings in Christ is what nobody can access except he is where? In Christ. Is it clear? All blessing, all spiritual blessings where? In Christ. In the heavenlies. So what are the spiritual blessings that we have? Look at that Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. 
Verse 4 says, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4. According as he has chosen us in him. So the first spiritual blessing we have is that we are chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. Chosen, predestinated, verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted. So the blessing is that we are accepted in the beloved. We are chosen, we are predestinated, we are accepted. Next verse. Oh, in whom we have redemption through his blood. What do we have as a blessing? The forgiveness of sins. Whose sins are forgiven here? Somebody said, that's my blessing in Christ Jesus. Can I have a good amen? An unbeliever can't access this except he receives Christ. An unbeliever cannot be accepted in the beloved except he receives Christ. An unbeliever cannot be chosen except he receives Christ. These are the blessings and we enjoy them in the spirit in Christ. They are not things we convert. Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is the man to whom God will not count iniquity. The word logizomai. To hold accountable. God has forgiven you past, present, future. Let me tell you the truth. Right now, every one of you in Christ, God sees you as pure as Jesus all the days of your life. All the days of your life. Somebody says, what about if I? Why are you thinking of if I? Why are you thinking like that? Why don't you think of what of if I continue? Why are you thinking of making mistake? But even if you make mistake, my little children, these things write out unto you that you see not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate. It's not hopeless. If you sin, that same death of Jesus was kept in advance and kept ahead to still take care of. That's why what we preach, they say it's a license to sin. But it's not a license to sin. When you understand what Christ has made available to you, out of gratitude, you continue to walk in the light that he has made available. Let me tell you the truth is that the cure that God gives to sin is grace. Grace is God's cure. Medication for sin. If a man is struggling with sin, pump grace into him. Just carry him, keep one corner. Chuck him grace injections. Ta, 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 ta. By the time the injections start having effect, he will see sin and not recognize it. Where sin abounds. Where malaria abounds. Quartem much more abounds. Why quartem? Because quartem is a cure for malaria. True or false? Atesunet. Much more abound. Abroad, there is no quartem. One time I was in America and malaria hit me and I was preaching. First of all, if I go and say I have malaria, I will be arrested and quarantined because that's not a common disease. 
So to go and even say it, you are in trouble. So I stayed in the hotel and I said, Malay, 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 however you came from Africa to America, start going back. I didn't come here to play. I came to preach. I carry vitamin C. 2,000 milligrams. I say vitamin C. From now, you are quartem. I command you to enter and clean the malaria. I drank it and I drank Panadol. I went and preached. By the time I came back, temperature has gone down. Malaria has gone back to Africa. The next day, I took vitamin C. I was, I was giving myself treatment by virtue of skill in handling malaria in Africa. I was giving myself treatment. Three doses of vitamin C. Overdose. Vitamin C can never be too much. If it's too much, it will go through urine. I was just taking vitamin C and Panadol till I finished the program. I entered the plane. As I landed Lagos, I bought quarter. <laughs> but at least I took care of the malaria by, by through use. Somebody shout, I hear you. God's cure for sin is grace. Grace, grace, grace. And where grace is preached, people are delivered from the power and the shackles of sin. Because grace is what Christ has done that we can never pay for. Glory to God. Somebody shout, my sins are forgiven. I'm not here. I want to hear it like you know what you're talking about. I'd like you to stand up and shout very loud. There is therefore now. No condemnation. For me. In Christ Jesus. Stand on your feet and shout, I am in Christ. Saved in Christ. Accepted in Christ. Forgiven in Christ. If you are the man forgiving, I want to hear your amen like thunder. Say with me, I will go through the next year. Forgiven. Bold. Righteous. Walking in the light. I will walk in the light. No matter the darkness in this world, I will be a solution. I am the light of the world. I am a light of the world. Walk to two, three people and tell them you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Can I prophesy? With my two eyes open. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice. You will preach the gospel like never before. Satan will see you and be running for his life. Everywhere you enter you will preach the gospel. Men will come to the knowledge of Christ. I didn't hear that amen like thunder. Lift your two hands wherever you are. And begin to thank God for all the blessings you have in Christ. You are accepted, you are forgiven, you are chosen, you are adopted, you are predestinated. Begin to thank God for all that Christ means to you and all that Christ has done. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm not hearing your voices. I'm not hearing your voices. I'm not hearing your voices. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Zizo zopiana gadando lodobo sataya. Things he has ahead of, of you. Zubra Nagagas. Zubra Nagagas. Zubra Nagagas. Zubra Nagagas. Zubra Nagagas. Zubra Nagagas. Sakota Ladabas. Igamano Gelenemo Sota Ladababas. Open your mouth and say, Lord, use me for your glory. Use me to shine the light. Use me to serve my generation with your purpose. You have the purpose for my life. You have a calling for my life. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Whatever you are doing in this season, Lord, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me, Lord. I want to serve my generation with your purpose for my life. He no no, he no no, he no no. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. In a world of darkness, use me to shine your light. In a world of confusion, use me to bring direction. In a world of the lost, use me to bring them back to reconciliation. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, lift your two hands up. I want to hear your amen like thunder. Put your hands on your head. I want to speak a father's blessing over you. As this year finishes. And as the new year opens up. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice on radio, on television. All our campuses all over the world and every one of you in the building. I want to hear your amens as I speak words of faith. Words that the Holy Ghost will honor. And words that the Holy Ghost will use in your life. As you put your hands on your head, you are helping me to lay hands on yourself on my behalf. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Gayano Sekila Namatata. Debro Zakayata. Thank you, Father, for eternal life. Thank you, Father, for the gift of justification. Thank you, Father, for spiritual blessings. I declare you are sanctified and perfected forever. By one offering, you are sanctified and perfected forever. I thank God who has made all grace to abound towards you. I declare you are sufficient in all things. You are bound unto every good work. In the name of Jesus, I thank God that you are quickened together with Christ. 
You are raised up together with Christ. You are made to sit together with Christ. In the heavenlies. In the name of Jesus. I declare that by the spirit of God. You have access to the father. You are strengthened with might by the spirit. In the inner man. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. Your strength will not fail you. In the name of Jesus. Your spirit man is energized. Your body is energized. I decree that throughout the course of the next 12 months, sickness will be afraid of your body. Your body is immunized. You are far from oppression. No evil shall befall you. No disease shall walk in your body. Your body is strengthened. Your body is severed. Your body is protected. Your organs are protected. Every disease hiding in your body, I command it to expire. Disease expire. Heart disease expire. Liver disease expire. High blood pressure expire. Sugar diabetes expire. Bone disease expire. Cancers die. Ulcers out. In the name of Jesus. I speak to every organ of your body. I decree that you are healed from your head to the soles of your foot. Whatever my father has not planted is rooted out. Is rooted out. Is rooted out. Every oppression of the devil be broken. Be broken. I declare your body loosed. Loosed from infirmity. You are strengthening your spirit. You are strengthening your mind. You are strengthening your body. By the spirit of God, you are rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. I decree that you walk worthy of the Lord. You walk in his pleasure. As your amen is coming like thunder, all your needs are met according to his riches and glory. Your favor with men. Your favor with men. Your favor in business. Your favor in career. Your favor on your job. Your favor in your place of work. By favor you will excel. By favor you will excel. In the name of Jesus. I thank God that he has made you a partaker of the inheritance of the saints. I thank God that your sins are purged forever. I thank God that you are delivered from darkness to the kingdom of light. I thank God that you are delivered from Satan to the kingdom of the living God. In the name of Jesus. You are the children of light. You are the children of the day. You do not stumble in darkness. You do not stumble in darkness. The day of the Lord does not overtake you as a thief. In the name of Jesus. I thank God that from the beginning. He has chosen you to salvation. Through the sanctification of the spirit. God has not given you the spirit of fear. But of love of power. And of a sound mind. The remaining days of your life, you will function with a sound mind. God has kept you from falling. He has kept you from falling. He will present you faultless. He will present you blameless. In the name of Jesus, you stand fast. You hold fast the traditions which you are taught in this house. You are working worthy of the vocation where which you are being called. The name of the Lord Jesus is glorified in you. According to the grace of God. I decree that you give diligence. To make your calling and election sure. 
in the name of Jesus you abide in Christ you have confidence that when Jesus shall appear you shall not be ashamed that he's coming the light of Christ in you eliminates every ignorance you are not behind in spirituals you enjoy the gifts of the spirit you serve the body of Christ with the gift of the spirit you quench not the spirit's fire you do not despise prophesying you prove all things you hold fast to that which is good there is no division in our church no division in our ministry we embrace the working of the spirit we are edified we are perfected we are fired up for the work of the ministry i decree that by the spirit of god you are steadfast you are bound in the work of the lord you are bound in the work of the lord your heart is steadfast you stand fast in the liberty wherewith christ has made you free you shall not be entangled with the yoke of bondage i call you faithful you are up to teach others the things you have learned in the name of jesus you are studying to show yourself approved unto god you are a workman that needs not to be ashamed you rightly divide the word of truth your whole spirit and body and soul is preserved blameless nothing terrifies you nothing terrifies you nothing scares you you are delivered from wicked and unreasonable men you are far from evil you are far from corruption you are far from deceit the enemy cannot touch you you are kept in the love of god the next 12 months you will do exploits do exploits do exploits preach the word raise disciples heal the sick cleanse the lepers shine the light in jesus name we pray well if you believe it is answered go ahead and give the lord a shout is that how you celebrate answers glory celebrate answers celebrate answers Cele celebrate glory happy new year new things new things new things new harvest new visions new favors glory go ahead and wish somebody
this is the year that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. Somebody say throughout this year, I'm an overcomer. I will rejoice. I will make progress. I will fulfill the purpose of God. I will preach the gospel. I will raise disciples. Above all, I will grow in the things of the spirit. I am focused. I'm not distracted. I walk in the light. No matter the darkness, I will stay in the light. I will stay in the world. I will be in the world all the days of my life. I am more than a conqueror. This year is working for me. Every month is working for me. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December is working for me. Opportunities, favors, doors, connections. The right people are coming to my life. The wrong people are fired. Fired, fired, fired. The wrong people are fired. The right people are released. People that will help me to fulfill the purpose of God, I receive them. People that will influence me to do the right things, I receive them. I walk conscious of influences around my life. I am blessed of God. I'm a blessing to my family, to my generation. I'm a blessing to my entire household. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Say, I am healthy. I am strong. I am well. I am determined to be alive throughout this year. 31st December this year I will be here praising God and celebrating all my blessings I'm healthy I'm strong no matter what happens in the world I'm a survivor I win all the time glory are you blessed now let's begin the new year with a thanksgiving offering. Thanksgiving offering, everybody. Grab a good offering. Let's begin the new year, the next 12 months, with a thanksgiving offering. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the things that are coming my way through the course of this year. I'm beginning the year with a thanksgiving offering. I'm thanking you in advance. I'm thanking you by faith. I'm thanking you ahead of all things. And then as we give, we're going to sing and dance our New Year dance. Now those of you on radio, tomorrow morning we'll have a service by 9 a.m. Those of you online, we're live tomorrow 9 a.m. I'll be teaching the word and I'll be ministering to God's people in this place. And then Sunday morning, 7.30 a.m. first service, 10.30 a.m. second service. It's going to be brutal. I want to take you on an adventure as we prepare the year 2022. Remember, we're fasting for 40 days beginning from Monday and the fasting is in the evening. We fast from 6 in the evening to 6 in the morning. You break your fast as you break fast in the morning. You eat through the day and do what you need to do. Then in the evening, we start the fasting and a lot of things will be done online. I will announce the fasting and the details of it on Sunday and I will give the calendar for the fasting. Why are we fasting? Because the Lord spoke to me to take you on a consecration period 
and prepare you for the things he will use you to do in 2022. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, use me. I'm available to you to serve your purpose for my life. In Jesus' name. Can I have a good amen? Are you guys ready? Lift up your offerings. Father, we begin the new year with an offering. An offering of ourselves. An offering of all of us and our monies to you. You are our Lord. All that we have and all that we will have through this year. We give to you in faith this morning. And we thank you for all the things you've done for us. And we're giving in faith because looking at the next 12 months, we see victory. We see much more money. We see favors, ideas, concepts, insights, opportunities. And we thank you that through the course of this year, you are our sufficiency. So we give with joy and we thank you for grace. I decree for everybody under the sound of my voice through the course of this year, all your needs are met supernaturally. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer says a powerful amen. Anywhere on the pulpit, you will dance your way and celebrate. I want to see your New Year's steps, man. Your New Year's steps. I want to see your New Year's steps. Shoot it, let's do it! Come on, somebody! Make a joyful noise in